I get more birthday love here than anywhere else. Yeah. Have you opened your presents yet? No. I mean, when you get my age, there's no presents, right? It's the, I, we celebrate the, my birthday for my kids, so they're excited. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. We. I mean, Jason and I use birthdays today, and Solomonia Wolfgram. So uh, there's a lot of other people that have birthdays today. But thank you. It means means a lot. Still fun to have the boys, you know, put that, you know, cake and whatever that they did for, your, for the Yeah, birthday. yeah. I'm trying to lose weight, you know, and, and uh, they're not helping. But no, it's it's uh, just appreciate the guys, and um, you know, it's a big family here, so I can't get upset when they when they want to wish me a happy birthday. It's just it's part of the fun, part of the culture that we're trying to, you know, have here. But it's not like uh, uh, I mean, everyone sings happy birthday for all the cultures and stuff. So I'll take it. What's the best birthday present? What you got a couple days ago? Yeah, I'll, I, I hope I can get you know a few more <laughs> as we go along. One this weekend, especially. The, the flowers. You're looking for. Sorry. What? The flowers for the Michigan State players' families. Was that your idea, or whose idea was that? Um. So there's there's a bunch of guys on our staff that are always um, thinking about things that we can do as a team. I'm trying to represent more than just football as as a as a program and. Uh, we have, luckily we have a lot of guys that have been involved and in, in always looking into things that we can do to um, to make the world a better place. I should say, with the role that we have as a, as a as a you know a competitor on the football field, and so we had a, a bunch of our guys in administration and in our coaching staff that brought it up. I think Chad Lewis was one, and and, and um, had a lot of guys just discussing what we could do to honor them, and they they actually gave us a choice to come out and during the uh, national anthem and also the, the uh, moment of silence and uh, we glad accepted and thought it'd be good for us to su support them and in, in, the, in their loss and give our condolences so um, and we were able to compete and have a great game but uh, there's more to life than just football and sometimes uh, uh, we lose sight of that and this is one moment where our players can can understand that and actually be part of the uh, the whole process in, in honoring others and and uh, showing people that we care there's more to life than just football. That kind of seems like a, like an overall statement for kind of the BYU football program legacy and its homecoming week. So what does that what does that legacy sort of mean to you as a former player and now a coach? All that. Well, for me, it's it's, it's a little bit different because I mean that's it's been in my life uh, for so long. You know, um, I can't imagine what my life would be without BYU. Being a BYU fan, player, and former student, now a coach. So. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, some of the things that, that we represent as a school and, and as, as a program, um, I mean, I had the chance of being around Lavelle Edwards and so seeing the things that he did just outside of football. Um, I think we have the opportunity to do some things and, and, and have uh, opportunities to serve others, and um, that's, that's a great position for us to be in, and we're going to take advantage of all of that. And, um, not everybody has to do, but it's it's a it's a different thing for a, a head coach to say there's more to life than football because my job and my livelihood depends on that. But I really believe that if you're grounded and in other things just besides football, that you you'll be successful. And if we can build success and uh, you know off the field in the classroom and in our social lives, um, then I think it'll carry over to the football field. You asked about the complete game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was really pleased about the complete game, and I think if you asked Ty. He was a little disappointed that it w that we didn't start off faster, you know. And um, but I mean, you have to give Michigan State a lot of credit. They stopped stopped us in the in the red zone area, close to the goal line on fourth down, and um, we had to find ways to pop through that and, and get a score. But 
um, for the most part, the guys have always been consistent in their in their um, desire to win and desire to compete. And so I was really pleased with that. We can always count on that. And so, uh, yeah, the, a complete game. Um, I thought the guys have always played uh, with effort. I thought putting it together and, and um, having it all click together was really important. And, I, and obviously you saw the results from it. First drive Michigan State had, they, they basically do whatever they wanted. But you guys really made some adjustments or something. What, what yeah. happened for the defense to bounce back from that? Well, I mean, I don't know if it was doing everything they wanted. It took them 15 plays. You know, if it was everything they wanted, it probably would have taken four or so. So hate to correct you on that. But it <laughs> took them 15 plays to try, you know, and we, we didn't help ourselves in, the, in that. Um, normally, if teams have to use 15 plays to score, they shouldn't have a lot of success. Um, but there's some things that we didn't do well, uh, specifically tackling. Uh, we didn't tackle well in the, in the first drive to get us out of those third downs. Um, we we could have got a, a couple third down uh, situations. Uh, I think one third and long we should have got out of. But um, they're a good team, you know. So when when you don't do the fundamental part of the game, uh, they'll expose you. And so our guys were able to rally and, and regroup and make some corrections on the sideline and um, just remind them the reason why that drive took place and I think our guys responded the right way and our coaches set them up in the right spot and Coach Tuyaki and his staff did a great job at settling the defense and then just doing what they're good at. We talked to Tuning just a little bit ago and he was talking about the dancing and the singing and you know the mm -hmm. dancing in the locker room after the game and, and he said that you know the, the personality you bring with having fun and celebrating enjoying those moments helps the team play better. It feels like they play better when they're having fun. Mm -hmm. Do you see that from guys when they're able to, you know, relax and enjoy themselves and that's and winning of course helps, but just be able yeah. to enjoy playing football? Well, I mean, they all got into the game because it was fun at one time, you know. And so um, when whenever it becomes a job, um, it, it gets it becomes uh, a little bit harder to deal with, you know. So the more we can uh, remind these guys to just keep having fun with what they do and even your job, I mean, if you have fun doing your job, it becomes easier to live, right? So um, regardless of our wins or losses, I mean, obviously we're going to celebrate our wins, but um, there's a lot of good things to celebrate in a loss as well, a lot of progress and things that you've made uh, that you can build off of. And so having a positive outlook on everything is the most important thing and just realizing the opportunity that they have to compete. You know, they're in a great spot. and I think it's important for them to represent their family well as they're out on the field and I thought they're doing I thought they did that last week they've been doing that all year long and just really proud of the way they handle themselves um, as football players but more importantly as people Gary got a big win over the weekend yeah I saw that Utah this weekend have you talked to him at all much after since you've got the job and all that or um I mean we'll, we'll text each other and congratulate each other on the games and then same with Kyle you know get people that I and friends that I have on the on the staff. I think it was Morgan Scally's birthday a few days ago too, so wish him happy birthday, stuff like that. I mean, we're always going to be friends, but um, when it comes to the game, those guys are on their own. They got, you know, they, they, they know each other well and they don't need anything from me, so um, they're going to play that game and, and uh, we'll see what happens with them, but just always appreciate their friendship and my relationship with them so that will never end. Coach, what do you think the impact of having a comfortable win under your belt now will have on your team moving forward? Well, it was comfortable. Like I said, coaches are jerks, so we're going to find ways. It was comfortable, but not until, like, the fourth quarter, I think at four minutes left or whatever. And so it would be nice to be comfortable earlier than that. <laughs> Hate to be picky, but I'm going to do that. I'm just going to try to keep demanding our guys to do it and make just to help my heart out a little bit. But, um, no, just 
we'll, we'll take take it any way we can, you know. And if the guys keep approaching it, I mean, there's a moment when um, we're on on the sideline. I, th- I think we're up comfortably. I think th- they were on their last drive and just remind the defense to end it the right way and finish the game strong and don't worry about the score, you know. And um, and they they had a good they had a good out. Uh, I think they forced them out on downs and that. So they're just really proud of the way the guys played and, and their mindset. And I think they're. They're really starting to understand what we what we want them to do on defense and what we want them to do on offense. And I was really pleased with the offense and defensive line. Can you talk about Taysom's progression, how, uh, how he's been doing, and kind of settling into this new? <clears throat> well, I think he's get he's becoming a lot more comfortable, you know, in, in just football altogether. I mean, he's um, he's stiff arming people and running through some some tackles and stuff like that that weren't seeing earlier. But I think it's just him getting comfortable to the game. Um, you know, we can practice so many different things, but simulating an actual live game is hard to do. And um, I think, he, I think uh, if you look at some of the things that he did earlier, um, he, got, he got a lot of grief for a lot of the picks, but those, a lot of them were tip, tip balls. And so we just kept working with his, with his progress as a, as a passer and understanding that the run game has a lot to do with what we're trying to do offensively, but building a pass game off of that. And, uh, you know, the guys have executed it perfectly. And, and they believe in what Ty's doing as, as an offense coordinator. So, um, yeah, it's all coming together. But I, you know, we got to keep being consistent and and making sure that when we do that, we we actually protect the football, which we've done in the last couple of weeks. Glenn, your players helping the opposing team up and the flowers thing that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Are you making a conscious effort to maybe change the perception that some have of? BYU football because of things that have gone on before you got here? No, I mean, it has nothing to do with before. That's just how I believe in what we should do. You know, um, I, I don't I don't believe in playing the game in anger and with hate. And so, uh, uh, you know, we're going to knock guys down. And in football, it's a little strange because you knock guys down and we're going to help them up. If they don't want help, that's fine. But um, our guys don't engage in a lot of trash talk. I think a lot of it's friendly banter and stuff like that. But, um, don't want to make anything personal, you know. So um, that's just what we believe. I believe in great sportsmanship and uh, respecting the game and what it's all about. Uh, this is a team game, and so the focus is all all on the team and what we do as a group. And I've uh, just been really proud of how they handled themselves. I mean, the, I can't say anything about stuff in the past except for I'm, gr- I'm grateful for the uh, things that have been established here in the foundation that Bronco Mendenhall set here. So we're going to keep building on that, and that's just what we believe as a program and what I believe as a head coach. What do you, what do you expect to see from Mississippi State? Oh, a great team. I mean, that uh, first of all, their coaching staff, Dan Mullen's a great coach, and uh, obviously I have a great connection with Brian Johnson, who's a good friend of mine, you know. Um, and the game will be the game, but he's always going to be a friend of mine, and uh, we, we're really close. And so... Uh, they have a great coaching staff and they understand football and um, they run into a little bit of adversity which makes them dangerous and they're they're quality team so they're coming here to Provo and honored to have them here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and so uh, you know we'll welcome them here and we'll compete and see what happens but we're expecting their best shot definitely. Clement, I know you like to take it one week at a time but with uh, Friday, Thursday set up over the next couple of weeks is it nice to have a, this game on a Friday set up for Boise State week after? Yeah I haven't really thought I mean I'm being honest here I haven't really thought about the Thursday game you just reminded me but all I care about is Friday right now and then we'll deal with Thursday when it comes but um, yeah it, when does Boise play? Do you, Saturday. Oh, perfect then, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I'm sure they're just focused on their game too. But yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll be worried about this game. We'll give everything we got to win this game, and then deal with the rest afterwards.
week to week, but it's halfway through the season at this point, three and three. Yeah. Just what have you learned about the team over the first half of 2016? Um, well, they're a resilient bunch, and they never quit. And when you when you have that, you you'll have some success. And so, uh, we faced a lot of great teams. Another one this week. Um, you know, nothing's changed. We knew going into the schedule that was going to be going to be tough. Um, obviously, we lost some close ones, but like I said before, we'll build off of that. And we'll we'll have it work in, in a positive way to help us win win last week and then help us this week as well. Did you cross over with Dan at all before you left Utah? No, I know him really well, and we've done so when we did a lot of. Um, professional development with that staff when, when they were at Florida and then um, I think he tried to convince me to buy his house when we moved into Salt Lake and so yeah I mean I, I know Coach Mullen he's a great coach and, and uh, everyone that I've been around uh, Brian Johnson himself has said great things about him as a coach and as a person so uh, yeah it, it was a lot of connections and we've been we've become um, even though we weren't on the same staff we, we, we know each other pretty well we've had a lot of conversations.